0: Hey, Special Educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, All are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. What do you do when every student in your small group seems to need something completely different? Hey, special educators, Jennifer from Positively Learning, thanks for stopping in. This is a reality, and we don't exactly wanna complain about this in public because we know gen ed teachers are teaching whole groups that may have 24, 28, even 30 students who all have varying needs, but it's still a problem, something we need to solve. You may pull a small group of six students, whether you're pushing into inclusion or pulling out to the resource room, and you have six students who have six different needs. Maybe there are different levels. They have different strengths, different accommodations, different goals, different interests. It just goes on and on. So how do you make it work? There are two things you are not going to do. Number one, We're not going to teach each student individually. You do not have time for that, and it's not even in the student's best interest. And number two, you're not going to prepare six different lessons to be taught simultaneously. That is impossible and unnecessary. Instead, I'm going to share how I handled it, because this happened all the time, and eventually we found small group success. I used what I refer to as groups within groups. And I think this would work for any special educator or general educator pulling small groups, related service providers, interventionists, anyone who's working with a small group. Ready? Imagine you are pushing into the inclusion classroom setting. Let's say it's a math content block and you are pulling a small group. It's a flexible group. Some students work with you on a regular basis. They receive accommodations that are best provided in that small group setting. Other students rotate in and out depending on their needs. Maybe they were absent, they missed instruction, they need a little extra support. It's something that you've decided on with the gen ed teacher ahead of time. I'm gonna walk you through this lesson sort of like a story time. So let's see how this goes. I do have a handout for you. It's called Groups Within Groups. It's a planning sheet. It's a free download. It's in a blog post called Small Groups for Instruction and I will be sure to link it in the show notes. All right, let's go. Six students have just met at the small group table. It's Raj, Anna, May, Tam, Ben, and Jude. Everyone in the classroom is gonna be working on the same math lesson. There's gonna be concept development, guided practice, and then everyone's gonna be working on the same independent skills worksheet. All right, Raj is not usually meeting with you, but he has been absent and the gen ed teacher thought it was a great idea if he got some extra support at your table. It's important to note that this math content block is about 60 minutes and all students were in the whole group setting for the concept development. Now that it's time to move on to the independent work, the gen ed teacher may be checking in closely with some students and you are pulling small groups. The very first thing I do in small groups is some type of warm up activity, and everyone's participating regardless of level. It serves many purposes. We've just transitioned, so this is a chance to reset ourselves. I can also check in with the content that students just did during concept development. Maybe it looks like me pulling out a dry erase marker and board, having students work through an example with me. They can provide input, I could clear up misconceptions, and provide feedback. From doing this activity, I may know if we need to reteach something from the day before, or I could use the time to pre-teach something that's coming up. Either way, it's a pretty quick activity. Now I have Raj and Anna at my table, and they both are almost ready to be in that whole group setting doing their independent work. Raj has missed a lot of school, so I'm gonna keep a close eye on him, answer any questions, provide feedback, let him know he's on the right track. Anna can do the independent work, but she really benefits from the reduced distractions that I can provide at that small group table. So although I have six students working with me, I might get those two started right away on their independent work, but they're still staying with me in the small group setting. Now my attention has turned to the other four students, May, Tam, Ben, and Jude. We will also be doing the independent work, but we're going to start off with direct instruction. May and Tam may have their independent work in front of them, and they're going to follow along with me. Ben may not have the independent work, but instead some math manipulatives or a dry erase board. And Jude doesn't have any materials in front of him. His focus is on me, and I have a dry erase board ready to walk through the different problems. I'm using different colors of markers to color code the different math steps. If there are four math problems that we're gonna be working on together, I'm using observation with May and Tam ready to gradually release this activity. Maybe May is gonna do one problem with us and then try the next problem on her own. I'm gonna be checking in, providing feedback, and letting her know to move on to the third problem. Maybe Tam is gonna do two problems with us and then move on to work on his own. Now Ben and Jude are gonna continue direct instruction with me. Ben might be working ahead one step and Jude is staying with me the entire time. This is going on as all students are working on the same independent work, but they just look really different depending on what they need. As the math block is winding down, I try my very best to bring everybody back together for a quick debrief. Now, regardless of what level my students are working at independently, I still think it's very important for everyone to participate in math talk, or I could do a quick cool-down activity with them, or prepare for what's coming up next, whether it's the next math lesson or lining up for lunch. And that's it. If it sounds like it went by really quickly, it's because it did. It feels really busy. And there's a couple of things I do ahead of time to prepare myself. One is grab the independent. Maybe I'm gonna slip some of them into dry erase sleeves, especially for Ben and Jude. Maybe I've grabbed some math manipulatives, dry erase boards, different markers. I might've even taken the independent work to the copier and reduced the amount of problems or enlarged the problems we're gonna be working on. Maybe I even looked at May and Tam's independent work And I used a highlighter to box off different problems or highlight different steps. You know the drill. All those things you are probably already doing for your students. And that brings us to the most important part, you. There is not a perfect lesson plan out there that's going to reach every student. Or if there is a lesson plan like that, it's going to be perfect for one student on one given day. It's you who knows what that student needs. You probably have students that you know how the day is going to go the minute they walk through the door. And that's because our students also change so much. So be easy on yourself. Don't try to teach six different lessons at the same time. Instead, know that content material and then stay present with your students so that you can make those quick adjustments on the fly. And sometimes we win and sometimes we just pivot and it's okay. I'd love to hear your experiences with polling small groups and definitely check out the blog post, Small Groups for Instruction and grab the free download. It's called Groups Within Groups. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time in the Special Educators Resource Room. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.